Tea Time is a weekly radio program and podcast recording by Karishma Vich and Supriya Vich. This is your host Supriya. So here we are back again with another interesting talk show with two learned guests. And today we are going to talk about healing mind, body and spirit. Recently, my co-host Karishma mentioned to me about few lifestyle changes that she has incorporated in her daily routine. So let's ask her what's going on. Hey, Karishma, looking very relaxed and calm today. Have you been doing anything differently? Your skin is glowing, something in your changes in your diet, or is it because it's your birthday week? Good evening, Supriya, Stephen, and all our listeners. Thank you for the compliment, Supriya. It's true that it's my birthday week, and I'm happy about it. But the glow on my face is due to my relaxed mind, which is the result of reading a lot of motivational and inspirational books. But I want to tell that all my listeners that today our two special guests will tell us how to stay calm, rejuvenated with the help of yoga, breathing and meditation. Let's introduce our guests and learn to heal ourselves internally. But before that, let's learn about a unique chai. Supriya, what new type of chai are we sharing with our listeners today? All right, uh, it's the time to learn about tea of the day. Uh, it is Japan's one of the best-selling teas. It's called Golden Oolong Tea. This tea varies widely in favor from sweet and fruity to woodsy and rich. It has various health benefits, boosts your metabolism, decreases your risk of getting type 2 diabetes, and even said to protect you from certain type of cancers. So please do try. Indeed, an incredi incredibly special chai with all those health benefits. Let's welcome our guests for tonight and, int and introduce our first guest, Purnima Nair. Purnima has many feathers in her cap. She's a yogini, cancer researcher and a trained Bharatnatyam dancer. She's also a certified breathwork meditation and yoga trainer with the Art of Living Foundation. A volunteer and regular practitioner of Sky, that is Sudarshan Kriya Yoga and Meditation for 15 years now. She is a founder director of an arts academy that imparts Indian traditional classical arts to children in the Netherlands. Welcome to the show Purnima. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Karishma. Great to meet you here. And thanks for the opportunity, uh, Rainford. Uh, we also have another special guest, Kina Burke. Kina is originally from Norway and has been in the Netherlands for almost 12 years. She is qualified and trained physiotherapist and has been practicing physiotherapy for eight years now. Her business is called Burke Physiotherapy and Yoga. Kina is also a Kundalini yoga instructor and works for breathing and relaxation from yoga and therapeutic perspective. Welcome to the show, Kina. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, uh, so for most of us, our passions are our hobbies, but you are among the few lucky people who are able to turn their passion uh, into their work. So please share with our listeners that what was your motivation behind turning your passion into your profession? For me, uh, everyone is ask, uh, asking me why I became a physiotherapist. And I have to admit, I don't have a, uh, a great story for that because when I was like 14, then I was thinking a lot about 
uh, what do I want to do with my life and what's the purpose? Uh, why are we on this earth and everything? Lots of big questions. And then uh, what do I want to become was one of them, of course. And then my, uh, actually my best friend, she decided to become a physiotherapist and uh, I kind of just followed her. <laughs> so not a great uh, reason, but I'm still uh, in this profession. Um, and a few years ago, I had kind of a, let's call it identity crisis uh, within my profession, like what direction to go in. And there's physiotherapy is such a broad field. You can go in so many directions. You can work with children, with old people, with uh, cancer. You can work in a hospital. You can work in a private clinic. Um, and then I also did a lot of shadowing. So I, I shadowed the physiotherapist in the hospital, shadowed the Parkinson physiotherapist, I shadowed uh, a breathing uh, physiotherapist and so on. And I ended up um, landing on the breathing part. Uh, I call myself a bit of a breathing geek. <laughs> And uh, yes, and I was also doing the, uh, the yoga, Kundalini yoga, and why not make your uh, hobby your profession? So my goal the whole time has been to combine uh, these two parts, yoga and physiotherapy. And I also started um, uh, an education called Van Dixhorn. Um, it's breathing and relaxation therapy to become a certified uh, breathing and relaxation therapist and this is uh, my my goal my dream to be able to combine yoga and physiotherapy more and i have now uh, a huge toolbox of exercises for especially for breathing and relaxation and uh, dixon will help me to enrich that even further great uh, well today we are talking about healing physically and spiritually so uh, do you call yourself a spiritual person um, and what does spirituality means to you um yes i do call myself a spiritual person certainly and to some extent to me uh, it's also a bit intertwined with religion i would say I think you can be a spiritual person without being a religious person a religious person and vice versa um, but for me, personally, it has a connection. So talking about spirituality, you might talk about um, energy, uh, you might talk about God. And for me, for some people, that's quite difficult. If they are not religious from before, then certain um, at, uh, at one point you have to like um, if you become a yoga instructor, you have to to uh, to grasp the concept of um, a god or some kind of a universal energy. And for me, certainly, there has been a shift from seeing God as you know the Christian God sitting on a cloud with long beard <laughs> to more and uh, this interconnected encompassing uh, energy that's all around in you, in me, and in in the ground and in the trees um, and also it, for me it has to be it has to do with being open so being open for what we don't know being open for something higher than ourselves mm -hmm. and uh, also uh, just because you cannot see it doesn't mean it's not there kind of like we just because we don't know that there's life on another planet we don't we cannot say that there is not uh, so when I say that, I also want to um, specify that yoga is not a religion. So you can, of 
course, uh, you can practice yoga without being religious. And also you can practice yoga with any religion whatsoever. So you're not converting to some kind of religion when you are meditating, for example. You're saying that you need a guiding light. Uh, so for you, a God is your guiding light. Like for me, kindness is a guiding light. So Purnima, what do you think about that? What do you have to say? Do you think yourself as a spiritual person? Yes, I am a very spiritual person. And that's exactly the reason why I'm here. And, you know, I became an art of living teacher and um, spreading, like you said, kindness, compassion, peace, uh, human values around the world. And I cannot agree more with what Kina has just said now. Um, it's just the same. I just have to completely agree with what she has said. But I'd just like to add a very nice metaphorical example to it so you know your religion you can say that it's like the peel of a banana and the banana itself is spirituality you know that's a very very nice way to think of it so um yeah spirituality is seeing that one consciousness or that one energy or you can call the vital force or the spirit or soul or whatever in everybody around you so just not yourself but in every being on this planet and uh, knowing that it all comes from one source you know that's uh, that's spirituality for me and to realize that we're all one at the end of the day uh, we are all one big family right in uh, our indian culture uh, in our ancient scriptures they in fact said vasudeva kutumbakam so yeah. that is one world family and we all come from the same source, whether we realize it or not, uh, yeah. just like Kina said, and uh, realizing the oneness and the, yet the uniqueness in everybody is spirituality for me. So that's, that's the reason fun. that's the reason that if we respect uh, humanity and if we love humans, then th it, we are taking a step forward towards spirituality. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Kine, I, I really like your concept of yoga and physiotherapy and we'll come back to you uh, and uh, learn more about it. Uh, I come back to you, Purnima. You have been practicing yoga since childhood, right? Yes, Purnima? I have been. Yes. So what was your uh, motivation to follow this practice? To put it very openly, I didn't have any motivation. It was just my mom who uh, sort of compelled me to... Uh, John, because luckily I had a very, very good upbringing. Uh, my parents were a lot into spirituality, especially my mother. She was already uh, working with the Art of Living Foundation. She was a volunteer already. She was devoted to the organization. So uh, I had no choice. <laughs> so I was, uh, you know, um, but I loved it. I loved but that it. was not, a good choice, right? It was a very good choice. It was choice, a very yeah. good choice, yeah. It was so much a part of my routine uh, growing in my growing up years uh, to, you know, sit um, sit together and chant or, uh, or to do breathing exercises, doing yoga, a little bit of meditation, very less uh, for children, but more of, you know, breathing exercises. This is very common for me. Mm -hmm. um, so much so that was so much of my part of routine. I didn't know it was so special. I even took it for granted when I was a child. It was when I grew up after, you know, I turned 18, I became an adult. I realized, wow, what a precious gift I've been given. Right. So, uh, so it was not any special motivation, but I do say that as a child, I didn't have any motivation, but it, it, yeah, it makes your life more disciplined. Also. It does make one's life more disciplined, but when, 
you know, my motivation to become a teacher or to become a trainer, I think that is uh, um, that, that is the right question more interesting. to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting to know. That would be yeah. more interesting to answer, and that would be uh, because you know I got so much. Uh, my cup was really full after I did the Sudarshan Kriya Yoga, the sky breathing technique in the Art of Breathing program. Uh, I was so blissful. I, I had I was happy for no reason. Um, you know, I I got so much and. Uh, to begin with, so when I did my first, uh, the sky breathing practice for adults when I was 18, because that's the, that's the age limit. And when I did it when I was 18, I remember that, okay, the first thing that came naturally was my focus and efficiency, right? So if I would study, uh, if, if I, what, something that I could study in four hours, I could do in two hours. And it was clear in my grades. So that was like the first step as a teenager to get attracted to it. And then you keep on doing it and then you get good grades. And so that, you know, that that uh, that was my first motivation to continue doing the practice. Yeah. And when I continued. Yeah. And, and then when you get results out of it, for, you see exactly, results, positive yeah, results. Exactly. Uh, and towards, yeah, with a period of time, I think that was just, a, you know, efficiency, alertness, more concentration, more focus, mental focus, be it awareness. At the same time, being relaxed, all this is just, uh, it comes anyway. That's guaranteed, right, for anyone. But for me, the real motivation was because it gave me so much in my life, so much bliss that I never had any any time before. But somewhere, I think we were all seeking for that. We all seek for that, right? That For that something for, that liberates us. So that's what it gave me and gave me a purpose. And it gave me... Um, yeah, even my, I could say simply just purpose. And so I wanted to serve because my cup was full. I wanted to serve yeah. and I wanted to give back what I got because give I was so happy society. give back what I got. And that's when I was really uh, motivated, inspired to become a teacher. And then I became a trainer after, you know, undergoing the training. And, uh, and then I am doing this very happily. So, Kina. You also have your own YouTube channel and uh, we know that you share a lot of breathing techniques so that viewers can benefit. Can you please tell our listeners uh, more about it? Yes, I started it actually in the um, uh, COVID times. I um, had the idea for longer to, um, to start a YouTube channel and when COVID came, it was the perfect timing. Uh, not only because I was at home, <laughs> not working, but also um, because there seemed to be so much anxiety around me uh, in the world. Yeah. So anxiety about not being in control. You cannot control the situation. Uh, anxiety about the future, what will happen with me, my family, with, with the world, with the society. About the financial situation and also about your own health and the health of your family and friends. Um, so I thought, how can I contribute? Well, I, I know a lot of breathing exercises and meditations from Kundalini Yoga. So I uh, put them out there on, uh, on YouTube, uh, or some of them, there's like thousands, um, to give people some techniques, something they can do for free to relieve the anxiety, to relieve the stress. And I try to make it... Um, easy enough to do if you have not done kundalini yoga before so i try to start really 
um, really small. And now I've been doing it for a year, and at the moment it's more uh, full moon meditations. Um, so once a month, and sometimes in between, like this week, I was inspired and I did a new moon session with um, a mantra for 31 minutes. So um, I guess you can say that's more for if you have been meditating for a while, but everyone could um, try it. And yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, you're a certified physiotherapist and I've been practicing for eight years now. So do you incorporate, because you have a knowledge of yoga, so do you incorporate that in your line of treatment also? Or uh, it's, it's totally different? Yeah, I do. And I think I do um, sometimes sub, uh, subconsciously also. So uh, when I used to work in a back clinic and they told me, oh, you have so different exercises than us. Because, <laughs> I don't know, I was more... I guess I was doing kind of yoga exercises without really knowing it. After a while, it kind of intervenes a bit. Um, so yes, and sometimes I just, I make up kind of my own exercises that look a bit like yoga, but they're not really yoga. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, definitely the breathing I can use. Um, um, like sometimes you have patients, you start with a normal uh, abdominal breathing, so breathing with the belly, and then they really get um, uh, into it. Then if breathing is the thing, then I go on with breathing. And then I like to use the toolbox that I have from Kundalini Yoga as well. Mm -hmm. And also the other way around, I would say. So uh, being a physiotherapist makes it uh, easier for me to be a yoga instructor. And that I can think um, if the if the clients they have something a nerve problem in their leg or whatever that I can uh, more easily help and think of alternatives. Uh, but you've been treating so many patients uh, for like uh, chronic uh, hyperventilation, for anxieties and panic attacks. So I have two questions for you on this topic. Uh, first, would you share with our listeners that what is meant by the term hyperventilation? Like what are the symptoms so that people, if they don't know and they're having it, so that they know, okay, this is the thing. And uh, uh, second question is, how do you help your uh, patients with this problem? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so hyperventilation is something that um, has been um, people who are thinking things about hyperventilation that's not true. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of um, misconceptions about it. Um, yeah, often you hear people, they think that you get too much oxygen in, but actually it's not the oxygen that is the problem. It is uh, too much air, basically. So hyperventilation just means over-breathing. You get too much air. Um, but the oxygen is not really a problem because the excess oxygen we can just um, exhale. Nothing really happens. But the thing is that we're breathing too much CO2 out. So normally when we breathe, we breathe in oxygen and we breathe out CO2 from the blood. Uh, CO2 is a waste product, but it's also really important because it makes uh, the pH level in our body just how it is supposed to be. So it's, it's a waste gas, but it has a really important function. And if you breathe out too much CO2, so normally there should be a match between the CO2 produced and the one uh, exhaled. And if you breathe out too much and your body don't have time to produce new CO2, then your body becomes alkaline. 
and this causes the symptoms. So because your body is alkaline, you see contraction of the muscles and also constriction of the blood vessels, which gives stress reaction. And the stress reaction gives, again, incorrect breathing. So it's actually a visual circle. But Kine, uh, one, one question before you mm -hmm. move forward. Is, it, uh, is hype, happy hypoxia and hyperventilation somewhere related? Um, or are there two different terms? Yeah, so uh, I believe hypoxia has to do with the CO2 uh, level. Okay. And yes, it is related. So, um, yes, let me come back to that. But uh, so what happens is uh, often we have this incorrect breathing and then we have too little CO2 and then we have the constriction and then we have the stress reaction and then it's a visual circle. And today we also often use the a term dysfunctional breathing um, because it can also be other problems than the typical uh, hyperventilation attack. So the one where you breathe really fast and, you know, from the movies you see they mm -hmm. breathe in, in a paper bag, which is actually not recommended anymore. Because um, you can also have unstable breathing. You can have uh, breath, breath stops that you stop breathing for an amount of time. Um, you can be a chest breather. Or a, you can have like this um, okay. reversible breathing and uh, also people sometimes sigh a lot or gasp for air. Mm -hmm. So today we like to use the word dysfunctional breathing and it encompasses more. So you can have dysfunctional breathing without actually hyperventilation. Um, and also um, the term chronic hyperventilation uh, is an important term and that is also actually the same problem. You breathe too much all day long. So not in the attacks, but all day long. And uh, you can get the same symptoms. So if you look at the symptom list mm -hmm. from hyperventilation, you can really um, become overwhelmed because it's a lot and things you would never normally associate with uh, breathing. So you can have the, um, um, uh, the, the stingy feeling or the, um, the, the pressure pain on your chest, which sometimes people go to the emergency uh, care for. Um, you can have um, blurred vision or tingling in your fingers or around your mouth. And you can have a um, uh, gassy belly. So there's really a lot of symptoms that are related to hyperventilation. Um, and it's not always detected. And also, it does not have to be dramatic. So often, people don't know that they have it. Exactly. And, right. Yeah, and it can be interesting, interesting to, for your to read. Yeah, okay, it can be really interesting to read the list. Sorry. Okay. Great. Uh, uh, Purnima, you've mentioned about practicing uh, Sudarshan Kriya Yoga. Uh, you've been doing it for like 15 years. Can you just tell us more about it? Sure. So um, Sudarshan Kriya Yoga is a very simple breathing technique with rhythmic breathing patterns. Um, and Sudarshan means, Su means truth or proper. Darshan means vision and Kriya is a purifying action. So the purifying act that you do to get a proper or true vision of who you really are. 
that is the sky what we call uh, today as the Sudarshan Kriya Yoga and it was founded by um, it's a very ancient uh, it, it's derived from ancient um, yogic techniques but it's it's been founded by Gurudev Shishi Ravi Shankar uh, the founder of the art of living and it has brought immense transformation just by its very very simple breathing technique uh, has brought immense transformation uh, for more than two, 350 million people around the world. And there's been immense research that's been conducted on the sky technique. And it has been proven that, uh, especially in um, Yale and Harvard in the US, uh, they've conducted vast uh, research studies on the sky technique. Also in Oslo, Norway, they have uh, they do um, research on, on, on our technique and also in other uh, universities in India as well as in, uh, in the United States. And they've actually found that uh, the stress hormone called cortisol uh, reduces drastically in even the first session of okay. uh, Sudarshan Kriya Yoga uh, practitioners and not practitioners, even in the first first session of so if you're if you're doing Sudarshan Kriya even for the first time that can even show a drastic change as well as prolactin so prolactin is the hormone that makes us you know uh, you have that ooh cozy home homely feeling especially mothers uh, produce home, home, prolactin while breastfeeding so this kind of uh, you know um, that feeling of uh, prolactin is is very very high in uh, in the first they they found amazing results of uh, you know the happy and the stress hormones happy hormones are really high i can put it in very simple language and the uh, stress hormones are very very uh, reduced uh, so that's a little bit about sudarshan kriya yoga it's a very simple practice we have courses every month uh, all over the netherlands uh, teaching the sudarshan kriya yoga it's an amazing technique that you can very simply learn and um, get to know yourself better, uh, find peace, find whatever that you're looking for, whether it's joy or liberation or happiness. Um, everything yeah. comes from within and you can find that. You have worked with youth also, right? And conducted yes. sky breath and meditation workshops for youth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you think? In, uh, what's your perspective about kind of problems today's young adults are facing? And how do these workshops help them to overcome these problems? See, uh, the youth today are very stressed. They are no less. There's a lot of stress, anxiety, and especially in COVID times, right? There's a lot of stress and anxiety about their future. There's there's a lot of worry uh, about what's going to happen and if they'll get jobs. And, uh, and, the, and youth, you know, today they want to feel connected. They want, mm -hmm. they want to have a sense of social connection and interaction and um, so uh, the, yeah the main problem is uh, like I said before is stress but then we've seen that with uh, with these practices right like the Sudarshan Kriya other breathing techniques and meditation uh, our it has impacted the youth tremendously and it has uh, amazing amazing results in them they feel a sense of uh, connection, they feel happy, they are very uh, alert, focused, at the same time relaxed. I mean, what else do you want, right, mm. to uh, lead a very peaceful life? So, yeah. and they're confident, they are equipped with, uh, they know that they have the right skills to, 
a succeeding life mm -hmm. with a smile. So uh, in the US, this program, it's called the Sky Campus Happiness Program for youngsters, for college goers, for university students. And it's, it's been such a big success that even in the Ivy Leagues in, uh, in Harvard, Stanford, and other universities, it's even offered as a credit course. So if you do this course, you even can earn credits, you know, okay. uh, because it's so successful there. And recently we kickstarted it off in the Netherlands as well. Just a few weeks back, we had international trainers from the US come here online and teach the program. Many different students from different parts of the Netherlands, from universities, participated and they feel so good. And it's a very comprehensive wellness program for the youth. And it, uh, it not only gives uh, effective breathing techniques and you with a little bit of yoga, meditation, but also, you know, leadership, positive psychology, uh, emotional resilience, mm -hmm. all these things are taught in the program. Very interesting. Well, stress is something real in today's world. I mean, we never saw uh, uh, educational psychologists in our school, and today we see them. So that is a reality, isn't it? Yeah. I don't that, think it, sorry, I interrupted you, Supriya. That just tells another story. It's it's the reality that stress is inevitable. There are targets, um, and there is a goal-oriented society, and there are pressures. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's a bit funny, uh, Supriya, don't you think that, uh, you know, all all the all 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 life long in our school or be it university or at workplace, um, everybody asked us to be, uh, you know, be positive, be, you know, be calm, be peaceful, not to be stressed during exams, don't have this exam tension. Mm -hmm. Let's not be angry, you know, don't get angry or you know, everybody told us all these things, even at workplace, in the US especially, they think that successful means you're very stressed, huh? right? But nobody taught us how to achieve to deal success with this and without deal with this stress, stress, how mm -hmm. to manage our mind when we are tensed or when we get angry or when we have a flood of these negative thoughts. Nobody taught us that. Well, well we kept on hearing that, you know, this, uh, you should not do it that way. I think the worst thing that you can say anybody is to be calm or don't be angry or, you know, be peaceful. But nobody taught us how. And that's yeah. exactly what we can achieve with the breath. So that's breathwork meditation. Yes, that's exactly what we can. Breathwork meditation. Breathwork and meditation. Yeah. Breathwork and meditation. Because breathwork and meditation, for me, if I, as a layman, if I understand, it is basically you control your breathing and it will automatically calm you down internally. But Purnima, you are an expert. If you can just tell us quickly yeah. what is exactly sure. it is about. So, you know, the breath and mind connection. Did you know that the mind is very connected to the breath? Mm -hmm. And how is that? Um, if you've noticed, for every emotion that you undergo, right, any feeling, emotion that you undergo, there's a different breathing pattern. So tell me, um, maybe Supriya Karishma can tell me, how how is your breath? Have you noticed your breath when you're angry? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, high. it's very shallow. It's very yeah, right? yeah. shallow yeah. and fast. fast. And how is it when you are, uh, let's say, when you are anxious? Anxious, yeah, fearful, yeah. worried. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's also amazing. different. And when you're sad, it's very long and... Yeah, like a sigh. Yeah. Right? So breath is connected to every emotion. So when we can regulate the breath, when we can control the breath, 
using some patterns, which has also been researched actually, uh, we can regulate our mind and emotions. And when we regulate our mind and emotions, we can definitely regulate and manage our life. That's the Beautiful. secret to find the breath. Because most often we don't know we are breathing unless we run for a marathon or we have a headache. We don't even realize we're breathing. But it's such a precious tool. Yeah. We can't Indeed. even survive two minutes without breathing, right? Each meditation suits uh, everyone differently. Yeah, this is basically I'm asking both of you, Kine and Purnima. So each meditation uh, suits differently. Uh, everyone to everyone. No. So um, I was talking about the uh, specifically breathing techniques, mm -hmm. and that suits everyone effectively every time, anyway, all age groups, right? So it's uh, definitely it's different for children than from adults. But it's very effective. It has proven to be very good, very effective. And clinically shown, studied, researched, it's an evidence-based practice. It has been proven. Um, millions around the world have benefited largely from it. So breathwork definitely works for everyone. I think it's inevitable in today's times to manage our mind. We have a question from Facebook. Uh Anu Chavla, she wants to know from Kine, what, what is the immediate cure for hyperventilation? So I would say an immediate uh, cure for hyperventilation would be nice. Then I would be out of, without a job, I think. <laughs> so th there's no miracle cure that works like um, just like this. And then for the rest of your life, you don't have problems with it, um, guaranteed. But there are things that can uh, help. So there are things that we use for treatment for hyperventilation, but also uh, things that you can do yourself. So I often start with this for in, in a physiotherapy setting when I see patients with hyperventilation, just to give them some um, tips, something they can already put into practice. And this is, for example, uh, when they have an attack, then uh, first you can you can, if you are early enough, you can already stop the attack by belly breathing. So if you put your hand on your belly and you breathe slowly to your hand and just focus on breathing calmly and being quiet, you can already um, stop the attack. But for some people, it doesn't help. So this is also a little bit tricky with hyperventilation. You really have to find out what works for you. Um, some people get anxious when they focus on their breathing, then they hyperventilate more or they start breathing really deep, which is also actually part, is, is kind of hyperventilation. Because remember, too much breathing is hyperventilation, too much air. Um, so what also can help is to sing or to, to hum or talk or count, because you're using your voice and indirectly you're doing a breathing exercise. Because you're you are on the exhale, you use the air, you use the resistance of the air that's coming out of your mouth to make noise. Um, so you're you're lengthening your exhale, which is actually a breathing exercise that can be good against hyperventilation. And another thing that might move move your body. Um, so to do like jumping jacks or run a little bit and your body get into another state. 
And if someone is hyperventilating near you, um, what can you do to help? Actually, it really helps if you have a second person there with you, someone that can just tell you, give you instructions like breathe to your belly or, uh, you know, count with me, sing the song with me, or let's get up and, you know, uh, grab our chair, stand behind a chair and lift our knees until we feel that we are um, a little bit out of breath. Sorry, Kina, I think I have to interrupt you because uh, I think she wants to ask that if someone is hypoventilating near you, what should be the first thing you do to help? That's what I yes, want from you. I saw it, yes. <laughs> yes, so th these are the things that can, uh, that can help. So if someone next to you is having an attack, then you can uh, give them the instructions um, to, for example, breathe with their belly, uh, breathe calmly, or you can uh, sing a song with them or... Uh, uh, run actually actually it really helps to like run a little bit or to just um use uh, use your body in in a more active way uh, because actually when you are being physically active you produce more co2 more waste so you're um compensating for all the co2 that you're okay. breathing out yeah okay we actually we all know that COVID-19 has exacerbated the stress levels and anxiety issues. So as trained yoga and breathwork experts, certified physiotherapists, according to both of you, uh, can you give us some advice and tell us more about breathing and relaxation techniques uh, which will help us to overcome COVID-related stress and anxiety? Can we go with Purnima first? Yeah, sure. Um, breathwork and meditation as a combination, yoga, a little bit of movement, a little bit of uh, physical exercise actually really helps get rid of um, some restlessness in the body. And then which is which when combined with um, uh, breathing techniques, breathing techniques and meditation can be very effective tool to uh, tackle anxiety and stress. Um, so, you know, when you actually, uh, so there's, yeah, this is uh, this is what I feel, and um, especially now in uh, COVID times, it's very important to build immunity, and breathing techniques help you exactly do that, uh, because it increases the lung capacity, it circulates oxygen effectively to every cell of your body, and um, just to just to uh, interrupt in between my uh, just to I'm just just digressing a little bit, but just to say that you know sixty to seventy percent of of all diseases, whether be it, um, you know, aggravation or formation of a disease is actually formed because we don't breathe properly. So like, you know, Kine showed how effect, how, you know, when you breathe in, you expand your stomach and then that's the right kind of breathing. How a child breathes, if you've noticed a baby breathing, that's the yeah. real, that's, that's the right way to breathe. But as we grow up as adults, somehow we lost that and we started the chest breathing, right? So uh, first, getting the breathing right, the right way to breathe. How can we breathe right? That has to be learned. And that will help you increase the lung capacity. And when the lung capacity is increased, when the lung can, can take in more oxygen, then it effectively circulates in the body. And in fact, even the breathing techniques or yoga movement has been shown to effectively impact the lymphatic system, which is, you know, which is, effectively what produces immune cells and and even Sudarshan Kriya Yoga especially Sky has been 
in sky practitioners it has been seen that uh, natural killer cells which are effective part of the immune system which is the first line of defense be it a cold or cancer um, are much more much increased than uh, when compared to people who don't practice sky so uh, that's that's a little bit about the immune system uh, with respect to COVID especially, because it's very, very relevant uh, now and today. Uh, so breathing techniques, yoga are great for your immunity. Besides, of course, you know, you can take some herbal supplements um, like turmeric, black pepper. Um, these are very good. They do great. Ine, would you like to give uh, a message uh, to our listeners? Thanks, Purnima. That was really um, uh, Thanks, interesting Yogesh. and knowledgeable to know. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Punima. I also especially liked what you said about the immune system. It's so important, uh, and we tend to forget about this. We tend to like think more about today and and what can I do right now to help my stress that I have right now. But we forget about in the long run and over a week, over a month, you know, over half a year. So treat yourself, um, treat the future you. <laughs> that I would like to say. And also what I'd like to, um, to give as a tip to my clients is find what works for you when it comes to relaxation. So not everyone, uh, I don't really agree to, you know, what some people say, like uh, meditation is not for everyone, but uh, not everyone might start with that not everyone might like to do breathing exercises or meditation or yoga but try to find what works for you and it could be uh, going for a walk in your lunch break that's great that's that's marvelous uh, or it could be uh, lying down for 15 minutes um, in the afternoon um, for me uh, right now it's uh, doing yoga nidra and uh, or being in the bathtub <laughs> or both <laughs> preferably both so uh, definitely uh, there's something for everyone and uh, very good if it's also a passive thing. So you're not dependent on your body. Something you can do just lying down, sitting down. It could be listen to music. Anything. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, we hope our today's conversation about staying calm, meditation, positive energy, breathing techniques has inspired you all to make changes in your daily life. With this, we come to our today's session. Thank you. Have a nice weekend. Stay safe and stay healthy. Bye. Thanks for having us. And it's great to connect to you all. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you, Purnima. And thank you, Kine. So quality thank of our you. thoughts shape our lives. So living in the present and say living in the now. Being balanced and mindful. So choose happiness, choose self-care, take life easy, appreciate small things. Your host and those signing off until next weekend with another interesting topic and a special guest. But stay tuned 